0: hello body slams podcast viewers i'm your host well one of your hosts well your analyst or we like to say here your analist. i don't know we have a twisted sense of humor on this show i'm geo frost and tonight we have a very special guest uh indy vet uh as i want to say he's a brother in. Arms. I've known this gentleman for a very, very long time. I could be showing my age here, which, if you can't already tell from the grays on my face, but before we get to him, I would like to give a shout out to my fellow, my fellow co-hosts that are not here tonight, and that is my man, the bearded raven himself, Dennis Reaper. Uh, as well as our other affiliates who are on our morning show, which will be airing this Sunday live at 11 a.m. And that is the better Bernard, the St. Bernard, Mikey. Also, that image guy, Joey Image. And I'm going to give a shout out to our man, Austin, who has been in hiatus. He's been hiding, uh, but we will get him back on the show. And and our show's, uh, I don't know if I want to call him the godfather of Devereaux Sports. I don't know, maybe. Uh, Mr. Patrick Bernard, the gobbler. But uh, speaking of Devereaux Sports, quick shout-out for everyone out there. Please jump online, Facebook, uh, at Devereaux Sports, and check out all of our shows Monday through Sunday. We got a show practically on Every day of the week. We got the Solvent Squad Mondays at 6 p.m. The old school show on Tuesdays at 6:30. The combat misfits at 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. Thursday Night Slam, which is bi-weekly, which is us right here at 9:05. Uh the Scrapper Boys, like I said before, are many castles times. They are on hiatus, but they will be back soon enough. On Sundays, you got the Gobbler Inc. at 9 a.m. The Combat Misfits at 10 a.m and breakfast and body slams that's us once again at 11 a.m and don't forget about our pop-up pipe bombs that can happen anytime anywhere with anyone that's right and a quick shout out to our affiliates out there everybody at the tornado tag podcast the 2300 wrestling podcast bob culture podcast backstabbers wrestling podcast and all the way from Puerto Rico Conversation de Lucha Libre. That's right. But without any further ado, I'm going to bring this man into the room. And if you don't know what this man looks like, I have a very special picture. Back then when I met him, he was known as the Dark Angel Flex Willer. He was also called the Ladies' Man flex willer he was called a lot of other names i can't say from the fans themselves you know but uh we'll keep that on the back burner you know we're gonna try to keep this uh kid friendly which you know you know that's never gonna happen because this is live this is internet and things pop off but without any further ado my man my brother in arms I know him personally, as well as a lot of the boys who were close to him. We called him Tate. But this is for you, the viewers out there. Flex.
1: Effen Willer.
0: (laughs) Hey, brother.
1: You can bring me out anytime you want, man. Just bring me what, out. What, I what, like that.
0: What, 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 what was that a, a proper like got the
1: school photo of you? That's an old old one, bro. That's from 90, that's from 92. No, well, yeah, it, it's back, but I I,
0: <laughs> I, I I I didn't meet you until early ninety-four, right before I turned when yeah. I was still training before I turned 18. Yeah, and uh finally graduated and stuff, though. Oh, man, how is it? Going up there in the great white north because you look pretty warm right there. You're got the oh, tea cool. on, unless I'm you got cool. that,
1: unless you got that heat cranked up there. No, 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 it snowed up here today. Uh, my wife and I, we, we removed the snow, we didn't get more than about an inch or two, but it, it snowed today. It, it usually snows about every two, two weeks up here, so yeah. it's it's nice, man. I'm I'm living a <laughs> I'm living my best life right now. Honestly. Yeah, me, I'm I'm, I'm
0: totally dreading it right now. <laughs> I'm big time for when uh, the snow hits, and for everyone knows who I know that I got a bad back from a, a match, It's uh, it just been accumulating over the years, and I just re uh, uh, tweaked it recently, lifting some rails, doing a rental. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty much at the end of my game of lifting anything. So who knows what what might happen in that aspect of, uh, Reynolds with me, but, uh, but you know what, we're going to get into you, the man Tate, nah. because, uh, we're not going to jump into how we met because there was more of flex Wheeler prior to us. so. Let's go back. And a lot of people hate this. A lot of people hate when we go way, way back. What got you into wrestling? Who's your favorite wrestler? Blah, blah, blah. All, all that happy, hunky-dory stuff. But we're right. going to ask it anyway, though. Well, who were some of your inspirations that that, that said, hey, I want to become a professional wrestler? Or wasn't even on the radar, was it?
1: Well, when I was a kid, uh, I grew up, I was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. And the WWF and the NWA. Back then it was the WWWF and the NWA, they used to come through uh, the Baltimore Civic Center. And I was a kid, I was about nine years old. And my cousin Ducky, I had a, uh, my cousin, his name is Ducky. He was heavy in the professional wrestling. I hadn't even known anything about it yet. And uh, he had two tickets, he won them off the radio. And he had two tickets, and he said, "You want to go?" And uh, I said, "Yeah, yeah, 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 I'll go." Uh, I didn't know. My mom was like, "Yeah, go, go with your cousin. Go ahead." So uh, we caught the bus down to the uh, Civic Center, Baltimore Civic Center, which is no longer there. Baltimore Civic Center been uh, actually has been uh, gone since uh, the late eighties. I think they closed that up either the late eight or the early eighties or the late eighties. But, uh, I went and the first match, you know, it, they have all the bomb matches and stuff like that. And then, uh, the main events, it was, it was a double main event. One was Andre the Giant and dude, I've never seen a person like that in all my life. You know, you don't, you hear about things and stuff like that, but you had to see it to believe it. And Andre, I can't even, I can't even remember who he, uh, Worked that night uh but he he destroyed them. and then the second match uh of the night was uh bruno san martino versus uh uh, uh superstar billy graham yeah and- it's, yeah
0: i i i kind of i i feel what you're saying because mm-hmm. be, be, being as young as you are and you're trying to remember of these old school guys yeah watch that, that's like the same thing with me in hamburg when my grandfather used to take me out to hamburg and my uncle used to take me out to the uh the to the spectrum and stuff yeah you you, you vaguely remember these bits and pieces but right. when you got into it the, the the main stuff that hit you was the stuff you actually started seeing on tv on a regular right.
1: basis right so uh yeah we uh actually superstar had the strap at that time and uh uh Bruno was trying to get it back. He, he lost that match against, uh, uh, superstar by disqualification. So, uh, we're going home. My cousin and I were going home and he was like, what did you think? I'm like, man, that was the greatest thing I ever seen in all my life. You know? Mm-hmm. So it, I was bit, you know, you get bitten. I was mm-hmm. bitten at that point. I was totally bitten. And, uh, I would get up in the mornings on Saturday morning because in, in, in Baltimore, it came on two two channels in the morning. On Channel 20 UHF, that was the bottom uh, crank yeah, <laughs> on I, your TV I, back in the I day. I remember that. So it was an U- old UHF, and uh, it came on Channel 20. I'm trying and to fix the came... rabbit ears. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, bang and, on it. And in the uh, afternoons, <laughs> it came on. Uh, at a...
0: uh, <laughs> oh, we got Joey Emmons chiming in right there, okay? Okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, get on the horn, Joey, get on the horn, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it came on channel 45 in Baltimore, and that was the WWF, and it was uh, the NWA, so. I got to. I would watch wrestling until my eyes bleed, bled. But you know, it didn't come on a lot, and back then, you only got it on Saturday. On Saturdays, that was it. You know, and they would. When you get into the business, now you know how to set up matches. Dude, that was old school setting up matches, ring outside the ring, doing an interview. Uh, A guy will come in and he'll talk crap, and then another guy will talk crap, and that was the best type of old school wrestling. You
0: know what's funny that you brought that up about the interviews being done outside the ring on the floor. I actually did that up in um, for Grand Slam Wrestling uh i i was a manager and i cut the promo where i and i like you know what i'm not gonna do the promo henry i'm gonna do it right there in front of her because this is how they did it in the old school ways and all right. you people behind me all you is is just a backdrop and this and that that's all you are just extras this and that and i and i and i did it like exactly that. yeah so uh, and, and, i'm familiar with that type of scenery though uh,
1: and i think that's what's lacking in today's pro wrestling, in today's the the business, the WWE doesn't do it. It's just a lacking, uh, to me, the way I was taught is that you bring the, the fans into the business. You bring them into it because they pay their hard earned money for entertainment. And if you want them to come back, you have to give them something in, and involve them into it. They don't just want to sit in the seats. They want to mm-hmm. be involved. I'm not saying get in the ring. I'm not saying uh, throw popcorn and stuff like that at people and chairs and stuff. I'm just talking about old school. If I'm in the ring, I stop beating on you. And I look at the crowd and say, hey, 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 you right over there. Yeah, you fat boy. I'm talking to you. Look at you, you're looking like a big, disgusting, fat body. See, you got to do stuff see, like that. See,
0: see, me and you come from the same old school type of way of learning. Like, I was always, uh just, just, just like the way you were saying about it, in, in, interacting as, in, with the fans, because when you do less in the ring, one, you save on your body. But Absolutely. Some, but all that other stuff adds to the match, though, too. Uh, all you're doing is uh yelling at the crowd. Yeah, but they're interacting. Like. When 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 I'm out there, I'm yelling at that little old lady, whatever. Right. Or I'm hitting on the no no. Or I'm hitting on the little old lady with the gray hair. Like yeah, I know you. I know you. I'm like, and she could have a hot daughter or granddaughter sitting next to her. I'm going after the old lady though. That definitely, you know, you want me, baby. That this and that. And And then you had those haha moments.
1: And honestly, when I came up in the business, African American wrestlers couldn't weren't supposed to do that. We weren't supposed to, to uh, what can I say? Like involve ourselves with the women, anything like that, because that wasn't that wasn't your your mystique. They didn't want that to be part of your gimmick. I'm gonna tell you that picture you showed in '91. I flipped the script. '91 '92. I flipped the script. You could see through my through my gimmick there. I tried to flip the script, man. I I me myself, I wasn't going to be the stereotypical gangster rapper uh whatever you want to call but, it. But
0: but back then, but back then for being a African American wrestler, mm-hmm. there the gangster ter- uh stereotype wasn't there until New Jack right. and Mustafa was right. doing that kind of stuff. Other than that, it was just like okay uh you're either a a big guy, a brick shit house guy, someone like as far or a as shucker like,
1: and Jarve, because you remember someone, Ice yeah. Iceman Parsons was like yes. that. you know yeah. they, junkyard they had, dog. Yeah they yard, had guys yeah. like that. You know, they want you to do uh I had a, a promoter one time say, oh you 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 should do headbutts. We want you to do it for what?
0: You be know, like a kinko, beware. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They wanted me to do headbutts. They wanted me to wear loud colors and stuff like that. And I and I flipped the script. I, I, I was the one who I know I could have had more work. One, I was still in the military. That's another story. But two, uh, I would never demean myself. I didn't want to demean myself or demean my people, you know, and it was like, you know what, if that guy can do it, why can't I do it? And I'm gonna push that. I'm gonna push that envelope until somebody tells me, you know what, we're not gonna book you anymore. So okay, you don't book me anymore, and then I go somewhere else because back then, dude, people—you could look around the corner, and there was another Fed, there was another Indy Fed, especially in Pennsylvania, and,
0: and, and North and Carolina,
1: the Jersey. There was a lot of, of uh Indy Feds, so it, it didn't bother me to not get a booking from somebody because i might have rubbed that that promoter the wrong way i just get another booking somewhere else
0: and and the thing back then coming up like i said i'm gonna go i'm i'm steadily gonna go back to the whole being african-american at that time there was okay there was a lot around but not as much as it is today
1: today yeah, now today
0: you got uh people of Latin culture, yep. Samoan culture, yep. wh- whatever. Uh uh, Bro, there was African- more
1: there was but more Sim- then, Samoans than they were African Americans. So so you people know. would
0: look at you as a role model because mm-hmm. you are one okay, yes, there was some a, a lot around that we could name, but not as much as predominantly it back then was majority of white uh sports and they never really wanted to put the title on an african-american no like there were some here and there on small indies if you look right. around like ice man and brown, and uh right. brick and brick house brown right. guys yeah. like that certain and ice man
1: Parsons was was technically the first heavyweight world cha- heavyweight world champion in professional wrestling with the w uh wccw he had he held the heavyweight championship, mm. but it wasn't you know it wasn't really pushed out there. It wasn't it wasn't a person like when Ron did it. Ron Ron did it in the in the gimmick of a face,
0: he and he was, was a on face. the main stage. and, and he was on wide. the main stage.
1: And if it wasn't for Dusty, he wouldn't have never got that shot. Mm. You know, Dusty pushed him to get that it, shot. Yeah, it, it, for,
0: for that, there we wouldn't even seen. Booker T get it as well nope, when, when nope. he got it. right. I, I I was shocked that they gave it to Booker T. I thought he was going to be in the tag team scene or, or on the lower mid-card section the whole uh, time he was there.
1: Well, yeah. the African Americans, Latinos, uh, Samoans, our talent had to transcend the mm-hmm. gimmick. We had to actually either be so well of a face that we put asses in the seats or so well as a heel that we put asses in the seats. As long as we've putting asses in the seats, you can't deny the talent and you have to, you, a promoter has to do that. If he's all about business, if he's all about business and making money, then he's going to do that.
0: Yeah. And, and, and one of the good things you brought up about, you know, uh, uh, you're breaking that barrier of, uh, That 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 stereotype, like how you mentioned the Samoans, as as you look nowadays, no one's really doing the whole crazy wild Samoan Mm -hmm. type Mm -hmm. thing. Like, no, they're like, hey, look, we're actually real people. You know, we we have a mouth. We can speak. We know we got words and uh, it's going to be words you might not like to hear. And that goes across the board for everyone else, too, as well.
1: But but like I said, if a promoter wants to put asses in the seats and he wants to make money, he has to stop looking outside of who who's in the locker room talking to him. And he's got to look at his bottom line. The bottom line is in our business is making money or no one works. You know what I mean? If the promoter doesn't if the promoter can't put up the money to run a revenue. And I'm not helping him with what with, with I got as a gimmick to put it to bring in revenue, then it doesn't work and nobody's working. And yeah,
0: they, I I know earlier you mentioned uh I'm sorry for the no, 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 uh no. I, I know you mentioned about being in, in the, the, the 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 military. Now mm-hmm. was this before you got that? Uh, uh, started training, or is this
1: during at the same time? Doran, all at the same okay. time. All right, all and right. I and I had to keep it secret well, from I, from them. Yes, from them, because if when you're when you're GI, they get, that means government uh, property. Your government inspected. Your government. That's what GI means. Your government inspected. So you belong to them. You don't. Have, you're not an entity unto yourself. If I would have gotten hurt, Mm -hmm. that could have got me in serious trouble. And there was times that, you know, I'm looking at a booking and I'm saying, shit, I can't get hurt on this booking because I got to be back Monday in formation at first formation money. And I better not be limping or anything like that because I got to I got to tell my troops, yo, we're going on a five mile run. And if I'm out there limping or I got to go to first aid or something like, hey, I'm I'm messed up. So it was a long period of time that I was in the military and I was wrestling at the same time. Mm -hmm. One thing I can say about professional wrestling with me is that it started out for me just a dream. It it was a dream that that I fulfilled, that I've always wanted to be a professional wrestler from the first time I ever saw it. I never thought I would have that chance because I'm only five foot five inches. I wasn't a big dude. I I worked out. Yeah, you you've seen I'm, I worked out <laughs> and anything like that. But yeah, I wasn't a I wasn't a role warrior big. I wasn't no no big. I wasn't I wasn't even Bruno no. San Martino big. No, you, you know, were
0: pretty well but, put together, and you still was look good together. right now.
1: Thank you, brother. Yeah, man, I mean man. I'm 55 I'm, years old here. Yeah, I mean I'm trying to keep my shit. you, you look, <laughs> you're, looking a, you're looking a lot better than me i'll tell you that
0: much
1: that's because i had a heart attack six years <laughs> ago too so i gotta keep myself in some kind of semblance yeah. of shape and i but, i uh, think
0: i think one of the things that probably helped you out in your wrestling career was the military because you know you were constantly doing calisthenics and everything you're always yeah. uh keeping yourself in top always in, shape.
1: always try to keep myself in shape and I always tend to tell that to other other pro wrestlers, dude. I don't care how many spots you know, this, that, and the other. If you're not in shape, if you're if if you didn't invest in yourself to project yourself better than what that dude who's sitting in a chair his what you want. My whole thing was I want somebody's girlfriend or wife to look at me and say, "What the fuck am I doing with this guy?" <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious because that's how you have to sell yourself in the business, the business in the, in professional wrestling. If you're not investing in yourself, you're not in, you're you're not in the business. You really not. It's just a, it's, it's a hobby. It's a fad. It's something that you shouldn't be wasting your time with because first of all, you get in the ring with me, I'm depending on you to take care of me and you're doing the same thing. If your mind is not into the craft, then you you go it it, it could be a, a a bad thing and I've had that happen to me three times in this business where somebody didn't take care of me, you know what I mean? They didn't take care of me. So this this business is 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 based on knowing your craft, studying your craft, practicing your craft, and investing in yourself. If you don't do that, you, don't be in this business <laughs> because guess what? The business don't love you. You have to love the business. And I will. I said that when I got placed in the Hall of Fame at ACWF. Uh, I told the people. I said this is a business that I love, but didn't love me back. And and that's what it is. It, because no, everybody. You got people who are waiting to take your spot. You got mm-hmm. people you i got a 10 year old right now not myself not me as a with a 10 year old but there's 10 year old there's a 15 year old an 18 year old a 20 year old right now who looking to get into the business and you're not the business the business will continue to roll after you have gone so i've always said uh I just want to put my mark on the business and if I can leave out of the business, leave a mark on the business and leave out of the business with, with people with some good memories of, of me, even if they got bad memories of me, you know what? I can't help what other people think. All I can do is say, look, I gave to the business and I left a mark and I hope I left a pretty good mark on the business.
0: Yeah. I think, I think one of the biggest marks on the business that I like myself, like I know I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm successful as far as being somewhere major or anything like that, or I haven't been anywhere, but I am successful in the part that where I give back the knowledge to a lot of the younger talent. And there's several that I have seen go on to do something with the, with themselves. And they still stay in contact with me to this day. And and, and that's a blessing, Uh, you know, and, and the fact that a lot of people, uh seem to flock to me out, out of a uh, good nature i guess you know cuz they get it's good, out of
1: respect bro it's out of respect because you well, because you I, because you've
0: been, I get you, those positive vibes too as well right, i get those right. positive vibes i you, try to
1: dave one thing i can say about you is you one of the best locker room dudes i ever seen in the, in the business thank you i appreciate one that. of appreciate the it. if if not the best one of the top 3 in indie history that i've been in since I've been in the business and I'm not a, I'm no longer in the business. I'm not a worker anymore, guys. I don't do this thing no more. It is uh, there's a long story of why I won't, but only thing I can say is my man Dave is one of the best locker room guys that I've ever seen in the business.
0: Yeah, you gotta stop, man. You're gonna make me start tearing up over here. You can tear
1: up all you want. Because I remember calling, I remember starting a fed when I used to live in Ben Salem, P, uh, PA, yeah. and I called you up and I all said, right. and you, Dave dropped everything. Everything. He said, I got you. Mm-hmm. He dropped everything. Just started doing all this work and stuff. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down, young yeah. <laughs> you know, And that's one thing about well, Dave. Yeah, because when, when I get
0: my mind set to something, I go all in or I don't go at all Uh and and uh, like and there's people who will uh like start questioning my decisions like oh well shouldn't this be like this and i start getting frustrated i'm like i'm like and my cousin be like telling everyone leave him alone he's in his space right i i I, I focus i have a set thing and and when people start trying to uh penetrate my barrier of, of of my train of thought i'm like i have certain things set up a certain way and if something does doesn't go right it I takes have to you re- out your game i it have to re I have to re no it doesn't take me out i have to reformulate re- and- recalibrate <laughs> yeah that too uh regroup however you want right, to call right, it right 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 and i and like i don't let shit fall apart i make shit happen there yeah, you go like, right yeah.
1: you'd have been a good soldier you'd <laughs> have been a good soldier <laughs> yeah i you'd i, a, I a, a,
0: a lot of places i work with uh I try to be the good soldier the best that I can. Uh, Some places don't love me back the way I would show love to them. Mm -hmm. And then there's times where I have to walk away or there's times where I start pulling myself away from companies and they start questioning, oh, well, what's up your ass? Like what's going on with you? You know, you're not active with us no more. You're not involved. I'm like, well, I don't feel that love. I don't feel that connection. It's just like, I'm like, why should I stay if it's not going to be uh, given back? Right. Um,
1: and and another uh, another thing, because you asked me what got me into it, is just being in Baltimore. I was uh, on leave, on like a 30 day leave from the military, and I was visiting my parents. And uh, my I'm looking in the paper, and there was a A wrestling federation called WIN, Win, Win Wrestling. I think I heard of them, and uh, they uh, were throwing a show. So I say, you know what? Let me go check this out. This this was actually the first indie show I ever saw because you know all I knew was WWF and uh, WWW. Not it wasn't even a WWE yet. It was still just WWF, WCW, and NWA. I, I knew nothing. At AWA. I knew nothing about any other indie uh, in any indie feds. So I go to the show, and the guys put on a great show. So I, I walk to the bathroom. My dad. I actually took my dad with him, with me, and uh, cause he enjoys professional wrestling too. So uh, I take my dad. We watch the wrestling. The guys, like I said, they put on a great show. And uh I went into the bathroom and as I go in, as I'm going to the bathroom, uh a wrestler walks in and uh his name was a bounty hunter. <clears throat> and uh he looks at me and, and he says, dude, he says, uh, you a worker? <laughs> Just like that. And I go, worker? No, I only I because I don't even know, you know, lingo back then. I what the hell does that mean? Yeah, uh, only, uh, yeah, I, I go know, to work uh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> he says, No, he says <laughs> a nice build. He said, you ever thought about professional wrestling? I said, have I thought about it? I said, I wouldn't be here if I didn't think about (laughs) professional wrestling. I said, he says, no, I mean training to be a professional wrestler. And I said, oh, I'm in the military right now. I said, I can't do that. He says, look, he gave me his card. He had a fanny pack, you know, right in his front. Who who doesn't have one? (laughs) I I got one. I'm I'm sure –
0: I'm sure you got one around the house. No,
1: no, I had never had a fanny pack, brother. Mm, never had a fanny okay, pack, whatever. Mm. Bad things are <laughs> in fanny packs, brother. <laughs> bad things are in fanny packs. So, uh I I uh, he gives me his car and his uh the Circus Asylum in in uh, uh what is it? What's it? All- not Allenton, in uh, Reading, PA. What 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 the was it? Circus Asylum. In Reading PA Reading PA in Reading.
0: Mm, no, no, a... I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In York. Okay, in York. Okay. York, okay. In that's York, where PA.
0: that's where, like, towards uh dirt dirty D's Darren Wise out. Right, there. right, right. But yeah, but like, yeah.
1: like, just a little bit up, uh actually because these was in 15, red line I About believe. 15 miles away from the Baltimore uh the, the Maryland-Baltimore border. Gotcha. Was, okay, right. It was right, right up that end. So <clears throat> I say, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. But before then, there's another little something, something. In ninety, in 1990, I was on leave. My wife, my ex-wife back then, she lived in uh, in Pennsylvania. So. But up in the mountains of Pennsylvania, Shamokin and
0: uh ah, the Frackville. nice, neighbor-
1: oh, the nice yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, nice yeah, we're, country neighborhood. Yeah,
0: where guys like us really fit in.
1: Oh, they, I fit in really <laughs> well up there. Yeah, any anytime I came to town, they knew I was there. But uh, yeah, I went and was looking in the paper because I, I, I was thinking about being being a professional resident because I used to make put professional wrestling matches when I used to buy the rags. I used to buy the rags and I would pick wrestlers out of the rags, workers out of the rags and make matches.
0: Okay. Okay. You
1: know, I I, I was 21 years old, 21, 22 years old doing that. And you know, I used to have a little fun with that. So I always wanted to be a professional wrestler. So I'm looking in the, in the uh, yellow pages one day for, for professional wrestling schools and uh Office old place up in uh, it was uh in Whitehall at the time, I believe. It, yeah. It's right by White, Allentown, White, but Whitehall, PA. His was up there. So I go up and I drive up there one day and I walk in, and it's Pops was there, Samu was there, uh I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Seeker was there too. If I, I'm, I might be wrong, but I know Pops was there because as soon as I walked in the door, he was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" He's, I mean, he's going nuts. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god! Hey guys, 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 come look at this guy. Come look at this guy. <laughs> and so, and I had a tank top on, you know, and he's like, "Oh my god, look at this guy!" And he, he brings out a Polaroid, he's taking pictures of him. He's just, oh my God, the things I could do with this guy. I can do a whole lot of things. This guy's the next guy. He's the next <laughs> guy. So uh, I'm like, oh, wow, this is great, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm being worked. <laughs> because uh, he's talking to me. He talked to me for a good half an hour. And uh, he, he says, okay. He says, let's talk money. I said, yeah, let's talk money. How much is it? He says, $5,000. I said, no, thank you. <laughs> I said, I'm in the military. I i can't give 100% to this anyway at this time. The trainer, because he wanted me to come every day, every day. And dude, I got in the ring. He says, I want to see if you could do a drop kick. Can you do a drop kick? And he, he, I think Sam got in and he showed me how to do a drop kick and I did the drive kick, and I hit that fucking ring, dude. They had an old boxing. You know they had no spring, it, it, no you know, nothing. His,
0: Pops' ring was called
1: the the cement ring. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that thing almost broke my ribs. I'm like, oh my fucking God. He said, oh, you're natural. He says, you're such a natural. He says, you get $5,000, you come back and see me. So, That was that, but I'm glad I ran into the bounty hunter. His actual name is uh, Phil Liedermeyer, and I was actually trained by Phil Liedermeyer, uh, the Wolfman. The uh, Wolfman, Wolfie. Wolfie. Oh, uh, my God.
0: I did not know that. That's, That's okay. Phil
1: Liedermeyer, Wolfie, Quinn Nash, and Adam Flash.
0: Wow, that's two other names that that I was going to bring up along the way, Quinn and Adam.
1: Oh my yeah. god. They they were my first trainers and actually Quinn and Adam were still training, but they they were way more advanced than I was, so they they helped with my training, with my conditioning, how to how to run robes. I had I did Hindus until I threw up. You know a lot of a lot of the old shit. Yeah, I, uh, Phil actually made me carry around a notebook. I had to write down things in a notebook. Uh, I had to write down all the terminology. This is this is stuff that i i when i before, see before
0: before the wrestling dictionary actually came out online
1: you dude, know dude this was before i even got in the ring i couldn't get in the ring they wouldn't let me in the ring until two months in of training two months you know it, they told me don't even look at the ring don't even look at it go lift those weights Go do those hindus go run around the building come back show me if you can lock up phil would just just do it out of nowhere he'd say lock up and you have to lock up you know and he want to see your form i keep your chin up keep your head up because the people have to see your face they have to see your facial expressions it was all you know I, and the, and, the, and
0: you know what i see so many guys like even now they even fuck up a lockup real quick. Like they'll go to lockup, they'll poke you in the eye. Mm-hmm. Uh they'll go to lockup and you'll catch like the top of their head because they're looking down right right in your nose or your teeth, yep. whatever. It's like, yo, I'm like, yo, it's 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 ridiculous. Like I had I had my kids and my grandkids, I had them learning to lock up when they're little. I'm like keep doing just that over and over again just lock up that's it over stop let go lock up stop mm-hmm. let go lock up that's all you're allowed to do that's all you're allowed <laughs> to do so uh i can I, I
1: i had to go away because i went out on a deployment i had to go to saudi arabia went out on a deployment came back mm-hmm. and phil was upset because he was like you was on a you was on a natural you were doing so good he says we, we and then i told him that i was in the military and he was like oh shit. yeah I, I forgot you told me that and then uh wolfman didn't want to train me anymore because he was scared of me Ah, Wolf wolfman was like are oh, you all right in the brain everything i said i'm not a vietnam vet dude i'm good <laughs> you know yeah. he says you you good in the brain i was like i'm good yeah. I, you ain't gonna worry about me
0: i i i i i know the other night when we spoke Uh, I said this before, but I'm going to say it again for everyone listening, everyone else out there who is part of is or was part of the military. I'm sure they all would like to humbly thank you for serving our country and 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 doing what you and doing what you had to do. And you got home safe.
1: That was that was my number one goal coming home. Yeah, that's that's, all that's, I can say. that's every
0: that's everyone's goal, just to get that's home. A, that's that's, awesome.
1: a, that's my number yeah. one goal was coming home. Mission first, but I'm coming home. I'm letting you know that I'm coming home. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my first my first match ever, I wore a pair of tennis shoes because I didn't have uh, uh, workers boots yet. Uh, I had a pair of tennis shoes on uh, at a at a uh, summer camp in Maryland. Uh, Phil had got requisitioned to to do a, a summer camp, and the wrestlers came out, and we did we did four matches, and I did a tag team with Quinn Nash. It was he and I together against some dude called the Sailor and some other dude, and we beat their ass. And I swear to God, Phil was, like, looking at me, and he's shaking his head, and he's, he has this big smile on his face. And as I'm walking back to, to where we were getting out, he said, he's a black Hulk Hogan. Black Hulk Hogan. <laughs> 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 he said, you had him eating out of your hands. You had him eating out of your hands. Now,
0: now, from that experience there, you 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 got to paint the picture. you got to put us in that mindset. You, if you can remember that far back, sir, I'm going to – no, I'm not, that, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm nice. not that concussed. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not I'm that in, concussed. I'm trying to be nice <laughs> about it. Uh, your your mindset when he dropped the bomb on you, saying, uh, "Hey, uh, we're gonna put you in your first match." Like your mindset when he finally told you that, and then. The day when you're getting ready to go through the curtain, or you said it was an outdoor show, or c- come yeah. from behind the truck, or whatever it was, you yeah, were, we were in. A,
1: we were in a cabin, and <laughs> okay. we had to come because they gave us a cabin so we can change our clothes and okay. stuff like that. You had to come out of the door of the cabin. Right. We had music and everything like that. And it, and so, you, go uh, ahead, go ahead.
0: So, 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 how was uh, mentally when he dropped the bomb that you were having a match, and then take us to When you're getting ready to go to the
1: ring. (laughs) I think when he, I, I can tell you, I know this for a fact about me. When he told me that I was having my first match, it was like, shit. You know, hey, you know, it's like, wow. I mean, I'm, but he told me it's not going to be a singles. He said, you're going to be w- with one of the vets. And that was Quinn. He says, listen to everything that he tells you. And, and so you're, you're like, I don't want to let this guy down. One, two, uh, I want to do the best that I can. Three, where's a bucket I want to throw up? <laughs> okay, yeah. that's what's honest. That, that's as honest as you can get. And... Me the kind of person that I am, I, I want to practice everything. And I I, I get guys that, that that practice every single move that they do in the ring. But if you don't know how to improvise, you're not a worker. I, I'm just gonna let you know that now. True, you're a spot monkey dad. and I'll and I'll call anybody in this business who does nothing but spot monkeys and you everything you can see is is choreographed and I can pick everything that you're doing. I, I and, like calling things in the ring on the fly.
0: And if you that's don't just me.
1: right, if you don't know how to do that, then you're you're no good for the business because you're not going to keep asses in the seats. Everything is predictable. No, no matter how many matches you do, the people are gonna see the same shit that you've done. Yeah. They're gonna see it. And I know I'm hurt, i I may be hurting people's feelings out there or making people mad, but that's how I feel. My my opinion means crap in this business, but my my thing is you got to change it up. You got to be able to, to do something on the fly. If you messed up a, a a move, can you go off a script and do something else? Say say I kicked you too hard in the nuts and you you yelled tater to me. If you yell tater to me, I know what to do from there. I'm not gonna go to the next spot. I'm shucking you out of the ring, telling it, and distracting the referee, getting all in his face, mm-hmm. so that you can get your shit together to get back in the ring and we can continue. Then, even in a lockup, I'm gonna lock up with you. and Then I'm gonna ask you, you good? You it's know, like, it's
0: like it's like a lot of times not nowadays. You 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 look and it's like nobody believes in rest spots anymore rest hose or anything like that whether it be a chin lock or just or just when you give someone a simple arm drag and and you put your knee on their side just to hold them there in the spot and but okay all right just and take a break take a breather let's just
1: and do you know just, where that and you know where that comes from Dave they let the marks they let the asses in the seats dictate their matches because they think that they gotta go 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 they gotta go 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 to keep the asses in the seats on with them. Most of the asses in the seats in some of their matches anyway yeah. are family and friends mm-hmm. so that they sold tickets to and that they are out there watching them. They've never been in an in an arena where you yeah. are you haven't sold one ticket but but what your name did. They have yeah. never been in an arena where it's 3,000 people and I I've, I've literally been in an arena in Mifflin in Mifflin PA. Where it was three thousand people in a high school gym, three thousand. I,
0: I think the most I probably had to work in front of was, oh my god, it's it's a it's a it's a tough choice here. It's like I worked for Pops, and mm-hmm. it was like almost a thousand people up in right. the, and, in the uh, Tamaqua area. Yeah, but oh, then, but, but yes, but then big wrestling in Re- fans up there. But in Redding uh i was in front of at the redding stadium and you know the the bleachers in the stadium you know mm-hmm. uh from one side i it's per, it, it, i don't know i i can't keep count cuz it was only one side of the field they were using but still it packs a whole shitload of people though so right. i can't tell what was the the bigger one that i worked in front of but i get what you're saying though uh when 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 you're out there working in these in in these big crowds and not like how sometimes they say hey go out there i don't care if you're working in front of five people you pretend that's a million people or a thousand people mm-hmm. whatever
1: mm-hmm. it's not
0: the. i'm like yes it, it's it's a good mindset to think because you want to go out there and put that work in but at the same time you don't get that same energy given back to you right when the people right. ain't there though right
1: it, it's a give and take it's a give and take dave i've worked at shows th- this is how old school it is how old school i am i've worked in shows where i was either the first or third batch promoter will walk up to you and say don't bring down the house don't you kill my my, my main event if you kill my main event you'll never work here again
0: you 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 know what's funny though uh and, and you don't and, see that anymore. You don't see that anymore. You know what that kind of remind me of is working with Dirty D's Darren Wise. Mm-hmm. I could not understand when I worked for him. He liked putting me on in the opening match. And I'm mm-hmm. fresh in the business. I'm like, but at the same time, I had a couple, uh sometime a little bit prior to get my first match, a couple of years prior. Of right. just, just training, 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 training before I had my first match. But I was good, though. I was good because I had that X amount of years of training. Right. So he pulls me to the side. He says, look, you are my Johnny Rods. I didn't understand what the hell he was meant by that. I'm like, look, Johnny, he's explaining to me, John, J- Johnny Rods, guy out there. He's the mid-carter guy. You know, he's making the bigger guys shine. He's still going over on the new guys, the jobbers. But then yet the those guys in the middle, he can have a nice little battle. But mm-hmm. but just like the way he was describing to me, just like you said before, and other people said where, where 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 they commented where they said I'm one of the best bumpers in the business because that's all I did. I bumped my ass off
1: back. Yes, then. you did. <laughs> yes, you did.
0: And and um <laughs> and and that's one of the reasons why he kept putting me in the opening match because I got, I got over on my bumping ability, and I made other guys look really, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And 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 he always wanted the opening match to be strong, so then, so then the rest of the uh, card can have something to adjust to the way right. the flow to bring the crowd up and down, up and down yep. as it goes on. So I didn't understand that until he pulled me to the side and broke it down to me. And I appreciate him for that. I appreciate for the comments that you gave me before in the past about you know about my bumping ability. I thought I thought, hey, I'm just bumping, I'm just jobbing, whatever. Right. No. And then you know, when everyone pulls me to the side and starts talking to me and explaining it to me, you are you are doing the right job. And that's what it is. The job. It's a job where movie. I'm making them look good.
1: Yeah. And you, uh today's work today's wrestling, whatever you want to, I might be that old head curmudgeon. You can call me that old head curmudgeon who's sitting on the porch telling kids to get off his grass or whatever you want to call me because I'm old and I'm old school, but I still feel that you hurt the business when you got a bunch of spot monkeys out there just, just killing the heat all throughout the show they're doing everything and they're stealing the heat and they're killing and they're the kicking and they out just, of every move every right. finisher and they killed the main event you killed the main event dave when i was in when i was in the business when i came up in the business i worked with jim neidhart damien Demento, uh uh coco beware uh Oh Barry uh-huh, Wendel. Uh, 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 a lot
0: of those names that once Big was balls, man,
1: right? They were no, they were doing they the were indie. still they were still in uh British Bulldog. They were still in, they were in transition because back in the day, guys don't know this because they, they they look at the other stuff and these and I don't use smart mark and smart and all that stuff, but guys who read the rags today and they read everything online or whatever they're doing. Today's wrestling is not like it was in yesteryear. The guys used to be able to go from fed to fed to fed to fed to fed. fed. They could go to another fed. They might have been, WWE has always been, you can't work for another fed for a certain amount of time. They've always had that clause. But in other feds, they were like, you know what, we don't care. You can jump right over.
0: you know what's funny though, uh, when you were mentioning some, some some of those names, uh, when when we met up at the time over at Body Slams, the original Body Slams mm-hmm. when it was there, uh, uh, a lot of talent that was coming in was still working for Vince. They, they were and, still working and, for and, Vince, and, and 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 they they would call up to the office, yep, like and be like, hey. Who do you have available that can, you know, that you're not using right now that that can come down and work our yep. shows, you know, even though they got them under contract, but but they don't have nothing for them on TV. So so we had guys like Hacksaw, worked, Jim
1: Duggan. We had
0: we had yep. Papa Shango. I worked and so, with much three others.
1: promoters. I worked with three promoters who worked with names. Those guys back in the day were called names. Uh, Dirty D's Darren Wise was one. Uh, uh, Dino Santa was another, and uh, Dennis Carluzzo was another. I worked for those three guys, and they always had a name, maybe two or three on a card that the guys were working. They might have left the WWF or the WWE. And well it was WWF, and they were going in the transition and, and they were still in the contract, but they couldn't work for somebody else. But they went straight to the indies because they wanted that extra money. Some of those guys just wanted to keep bumping, you know. You yeah. want to keep your body bumping, so they would call a dentist, or a dentist would call them. Dude, I heard you're available. Can you come in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give you three hundred dollars, I give you six hundred dollars. This is how guys I, I'm and and these, it-
0: it worked out great, especially like absolutely. Especially when a lot of the talent at the time lived up in the Northeast section. Yep. Whether it's Jersey, Maryland, Virginia, yep. you know, yep. when they're up in this area,
1: it worked out great for them then. Worked out wonderfully. And when you're young, I was okay. When I say a young wrestler, I was a greenhorn in the business, but I was still an adult. I was I was way uh way into pro wrestling, I mean, in age, because I was already 25, 26 years old. So one thing I'm going to tell you, if any wrestlers out there, aspiring wrestlers, uh, aspiring workers, people who want to get into the business, people who are in the business, if you haven't made it to the big boys now, you ain't gonna. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm gonna hurt your feelings. Like I said, I don't. This is this is an interview. I'm gonna be as frank and as truthful as I can possibly be with you. If you haven't made it because of your name or who you know, your 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 video, or because back in the day we used to have to send videos. Remember, (laughs) you had to send a video up. If if. If you if you if they haven't gotten you over and they haven't sent you send you to a, a training camp or anything, like you, you can go ahead and forget it. You can forget it and it, it. Stay in your lane, work what you know you can work. I never aspired to be in the big boys. If it happened, if it happened, uh, I would I would say, thank you, Jesus. Because I would have loved to be there, but it didn't, and I was actually happy because I was still in the military. Because no one would have been able to give me a contract and say, "Dude, you, uh, we want you to come up here. You want you to travel around." Quinn Nash and Adam Flash—they went down to the WCW and worked mm-hmm. uh, and worked matches for the WCW. They were jobbers. They did yep. jobs. They did jobs and made. But they had an end. They had an end to go to uh, uh to be on a card with those cats
0: you, you know was, you know when, when earned a when, lot you know when, when when you mentioned both of them going down to wcw i remember that specifically mm-hmm. and 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 i i remember the main guy that i would see on wcw all the time all the time none other than playboy Bobby Starr. Yep. Bob Starr.
1: Well, you know, I don't, I don't speak too much about Bob, but uh, he was down there. He was down there a lot. He was down there a lot. Maryland wrestling, back in the day, was called MEWF.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, I remember. I'm not like I said. I don't talk bad about anybody in the business. If I don't talk bad about you, and I don't mention your name, that means I don't give a shit about you. But Mm -hmm. Bob Starr, Bobby Starr, brought me down into my hometown. Hey, Flex, we, hey, 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 this is, you, you build relationships in pro wrestling where guys hear about you in the locker room, guys hear about you uh, even off the street. you yo, yo, I heard about this kid. Yada, yada, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's bring him in. Let's give him a shot. Back then it was like that. You didn't have to. I didn't have to uh, start my own Fed to get myself over. I know a lot of guys, a lot of guys Mm -hmm. that started Feds Mm -hmm. just to get themselves over. Mm-hmm. just to get themselves over because they, they felt, I can't get a book and I need to start my own fed. I got to start my own fed and spending thousands and thousands of dollars to get a license or to do whatever they had to do to get a ring or whatever they had to do. They paying another promoter to, to, to do a show for them. Stuff like that, man. I, I, I've seen a lot of dirt in this business that that got me so upset that I still, you know, you step away for a little bit. And then you mm-hmm. come back and then you see the dirty again and you don't want to get dirty. I never wanted to be dirty in this business. I never wanted to tell a guy, dude, you're trash, you're this, you're this. you know, killing another uh, uh, worker's gimmick or uh, killing another worker's work in the ring or something like that. I was taught by by beautiful, beautiful guys like the Patriot, like uh, Tom Brandy. Tom Brandy, man. When I talk about Tom, I want to cry sometimes, man. God, you I love that me. man. He's you still going. He's still going. And Tom was the one dude that was like, when I met him in the locker room, Tom was like, man, just talking to me and telling me about the business and 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 telling me where to go and who to see. And and Tom Brady, Tom Tom Brandy uh yeah don't say Brady not Brady I hate Brady but Tom Brandy man I I I hold that dude in the reverence that he deserves because he was one of the most priceless 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 priceless, priceless beautiful dudes in the business man just a, a great dude in the locker room i don't care what it, 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 he might have rubbed other people what wrong he might have did some other people wrong but he never ever had a bad word for me or did me wrong and when not we cool. worked each other it, it was like it was like butter it's smooth dude Yo, it's so smooth I, I
0: i tell you this i just seen brandy not too long ago until this day guys like like i rather stand around and socialize with guys like him King Kalua, Darren Kahlua. They, come they, they, on, they 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 were all on the same on, show man. that I was recently, and and they were man. you know and we, all, we had none but great conversations. Us, I
1: I I used to go in the locker rooms like my last little stint in wrestling uh happened in 2015. That was it for me. I I I had I was I hadn't had my heart attack yet, but I was I had just went to uh, uh Cambodia and Thailand because I had a death a death happening in my life that really affected me. It really, really affected me a lot. So I had to leave the country. I left. I left the country in 2014, went to, uh, Cambodia and Thailand, partied it up. Then, then went to Nicaragua, met my wife in Nicaragua, who's a Canadian. She, you saw her early when she kissed me and, and left the room. She doesn't like anything about pro wrestling. She, I would let you know that right now. she, she, uh, because she knows that the bug has bitten me several times and that i've gotten back in the ring i have a heart condition now and she will not allow me to get back in that ring ever again i i I would not blame her i would not she she is your protector right she actually saved my life when i had my heart attack so it's uh uh I came. We, she and I separated for a little bit because she came back up here to Canada. I went back to Philly and I was living in Philly with uh, uh, with Mike Laurel for a little bit. Uh, Slayer, with the, with Slayer with Slayer. So I was living with him and I, I was doing a couple. Of, I did it. I did three shows before I, I got back on the plane and went back to Nicaragua. But to make a long story short, like I said, I go into these these locker rooms and I see these kids and. And they're kids to me i'm fucking 55 years old and the last time i wrestled i was 49 so it was like you know these these guys are kids to me so um i'm walking you walk in the locker room and these kids don't even know how to walk up to you and say hello you might be already in a room when i when i first came into the business i was taught you acknowledge and speak to everybody in that locker room yes Everybody in that locker room, you you introduce yourself, and, and you and they and you make relationships. And I've made incredible, beautiful relationships with people, and I've made some enemies, because you get in this business. If you don't have an enemy, you ain't doing business right. Man. I'm going to let you know that now <laughs> because you're going to break somebody's heart. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings. You're going to put somebody in their place. You might have to stiff some, some young kid. You might have to give him the business. You might have to do something like that. You might have to go in a, in a locker room pick up a chair and put it right upside somebody's head. That almost happened at uh Body Slams. Me, and, uh, You know what happened. It, it, it almost happened with me and Jake and Body Slams. So Before, before you we talk any kind of stuff,
0: Before we talk anything about body slams, uh, because that's where we met, uh, what kind of a loop did have you done between your first match and to the time we met at body slams? Like, like, because like I said, I haven't met you until then. Like,
1: I worked for Jimmy Dio, uh, Dino Santa, uh, uh, Dennis Carluzzo off and on. I was working. I worked. uh, I had taken. I had taken actually a forty-five day leave and went to uh, Memphis and worked for uh, 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 Jeff Jarrett's dad and Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett. Jerry, Jerry Jarrett. Jerry Jarrett. I had worked for them for uh, and and this is what I want to tell these kids right here. That right there was sacrifice. That sacrifice—that's taking a white, buying a, a beat-up white uh, VW Rabbit, packing all your gear in it, hitting the road, going to Memphis. Your matches are fifty dollars. You sleeping in some broad's house, who some some uh, ring rat's house. You you might get another gig. At a, at a bar working as a as a bouncer, but you hitting the road and you going because you, that's your love. That ain't staying home, brah. That's telling your wife, I'll be back. That's telling your kid, my daughter, who's 33 years old right now, that's telling your kid at that time, I'll be back. Because I had to go back into the military after my 45 days was over. But I took that 45 days not to be with my wife and kids back then. I went to fucking wrestle, bruh. I wanted that business that much. Be- so, because,
0: because if you didn't take your chance, your shot at doing it, then you would probably really re- regret it. I'd have walked it. away
1: from it. I'd have walked away from it. Because, it, like I said, I already had another career. When I got out of the military, I went into corrections and I had a corrections uh, career going. I did not have to stay. I did not have to do professional wrestling. I had work. It wasn't like I wanted to. I wanted to be a professional wrestler, but I knew I was already past my line. Barry Wyndham told me that Barry Wyndham said there's only two ways that you get in this business is that you're astronomically the best that they've ever seen and they can't deny you or you have a name in this business from from your dad somebody else in this business and you got in if you ain't in now you're never getting in Barry Wyndham told me that
0: and and in and do you know what's great uh when I see like uh that you're retired, I'm retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we walked away on our own terms. On your own terms, it, man. It, it's it's it, it's not that someone forced us out. Okay, nope. yeah, I got hurt, I could have rehabbed and kept going and stuff, yep. But but I stayed in the business. I took that injury and I made it a positive where I shined more into with my my vocal skills as right. far as I, I switched up to become a manager. So I kept evolving right. myself.
1: You, you stayed know. in the business though. When I turned my back on in night in uh, in 2015 on the business, I was done. I had to I had to burn, cut up, and throw away all my gear. I had to mm. stop watching it. This is from a kid watching it. I cannot watch it to this day. I don't watch anything but old stuff. If I watch it, it's old. I'm it talking to be old. old, old school stuff. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's going on in the business today. I couldn't even tell you. I don't know who I know. I know who's champions and stuff because mm-hmm. if you're scrolling on Facebook, oh shit, yeah, it, you know, it just pops it, up. It, it, it pops up. So I know who who are champions and stuff like that. And I'm glad to see that the AEW is in because the WWE needed this competition to pick up their shit. When the WWE had competition, the WWE was the best thing going. Uh They they were doing a whole lot of good stuff. When you have no competition and you got everybody watching your stuff, you can downgrade your shit and that's what they've done. They've downgraded it. It's not the yeah. best thing in the world, but it 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 work. it, yeah. it, it works for itself. If it, it right,
0: right now WWE is still considered the godfather of professional wrestling?
1: Absolutely. But when they brought out everybody, you
0: shit. But, when you but can right buy now, out everybody? But with AEW right now uh being on their heels just 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 gnawing uh, out away at them, you know, little by little. Who who knows what might happen? Like I, like. Well, the uh, one thing
1: I don't want to see happen with AEW is what happened with WCW when uh, Kevin Hall and, uh, and 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 not Kevin Hall, you, you know, Scott Hall yeah, and Kevin Ken Nash and all the guys went over there and they started eating up all the money. They just you know I don't want to see that happen at AEW. I know the kid, the kid's father is a billionaire and he's yeah. got money to throw I away. I think
0: I think Tony Khan's a lot smarter than that. No, I would uh, hope so. And, and and like I I guess he he'll he'll look at the mistakes what uh, WCW did, but when when but when 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 you look at it, he's not bringing in these major old school guys or anything. Ones that are uh, but but he's bringing in like some here and there especially like a bunch of indie darlings as well Absolutely, and, and and he's making them and the ones that he are bringing in he's making them earn their money they're, they're actually putting on great matches so it's not like let's say you got hall and mash you're coming in and you got these mediocre matches you know you know yeah you're two big guys nobody wants to sit there and watch just you know just clubbering on each other or whatever a knee to the gut you know the, the talent that they are signing are actually working so it you uh, know, you they're, know what, they're,
1: they're earning their pay you know what worked for the WWF back in the day what worked for the WWF back in the day it was they could they had all four time zones taken care of With, what I, what I'm talking about you, you had well, actually three of the the coast they had the east Coast west coast, and they had middle of the United States all sewn up. Do you know how they did that? They had three, they had superstars that you could take one dude, you could take Bret Hart, put him on the West Coast. You could take yeah. HBK, put him in Midwest. You could take The Undertaker, put him on the East Coast, and they had it all sold up. Yeah. So you didn't have to keep all your, your, your uh, superstars in one place. And try to make that money. They can make that money anywhere. It, it, the business is totally different today. Uh, but I, I'm I'm really not a big the big business guy I got it. About in that in in that in that loop. I can't really talk about them because I when I talk about them, I talk about them like I'm a fan. What I would like to see. And yeah. I'm not a mark for them because I don't cloud chase those guys. I, I wish them all well because they all workers. Those are all workers just like we were. We weren't on the same on the same level. And the only reason why we weren't on the same level is because we weren't on TV. But I think we all work in the same degree. And some of us better than those cats.
0: I got a I got a question from Michael. Uh, okay. I have to ask, when you guys met some of the guys you saw on TV, were were you guys starstruck at
1: all? i was starstruck with uh i i met <laughs> i met the first person i ever met was jim neidhart jim neidhart he and i worked on the show uh with on jimmy geo's show and jim neidhart uh walked up to me shook my hand he says i'm jim. he says i'm jim I, hey oh. <laughs> you know i i said yeah I, I know who you are sir and he was like no don't call me sir call me jim and uh it was a we had a nice little conversation. He sat down and, and gave me a great great lecture. Uh he was in a battle royal and I was in a battle royal and then I had a singles match against uh Dennis Diamond. That's a long, long time ago, Dennis Diamond. See, I I'm telling you, I was I was raised well in this business. Raised <laughs> very well. Uh, so, uh,
0: we, we come from the same
1: group of friends pretty yes, much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the battle Royal was at the beginning of the show, which I didn't understand, but they had it at the beginning of the show and I got hit from behind and ran and got found uh, Bounced right into Jim Neidhart's leg, <laughs> the side of his leg. Dude, he picked me up. And I weighed back then, this is when I weighed 180. He picked me up by my throat and my crotch and threw me <laughs> two rows into the front. Like, get the I hell out of here, front. kid. <laughs> right out, right out of the ring. I uh-huh. went into the locker room and was like, oh my God, oh my god, what did I do? What did I do? And we go into the locker room, and he comes he, at the end because he went over. We he comes in the end. He says, uh, "He says, I hope you didn't get hurt or anything." I said, "No, no, no." The the, the, uh, uh, the marks caught me, caught me in the <laughs> in the seats. Mm-hmm. He says, "Don't ever run into a worker's legs in a in a uh, in a battle royal." I said, "I was knocked into the he Says, "I don't care. I don't care." He says, I had to get you out of there because you're kind of green. He says, so I just wanted to get you out of there. He says, but mm-hmm. you ran it He says, I'm going to the WCW next and I don't <laughs> want you messing up my money. I was like, I, I understand, <laughs> I understand Jim, I understand. So that was, that's, that's one little story. Uh, when I, British Bulldog, I worked him one time and I was absolutely positively starstruck by that dude. Absolutely. Oh, he and he's big like a brick house. I thought yeah. I was big, and he, he he's he stands maybe two or three inches taller than me, but was was built like a brick house?
0: Yeah, I'm uh, uh, huge. Uh, honestly, yeah. I think his son Harry is like bigger than him, he height wise
1: as well, height wise. too. Height yeah, wise. no, no, yeah. but he,
0: no, but not, not, but if you see him nowadays. He's like,
1: oh, he's all jacked up. Yes, Man, yes. that juice to do it. That juice to do it. <laughs> but,
0: but he, I, I I'm gonna say, he, uh, but he's actually taking care of himself because he's also like, you know, he's into like the uh, mixed martial arts and that kind of oh, stuff too, it. as well. That's cool. So, bro.
1: but I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna tell you any, any I'm gonna tell you all a secret. It ain't no secret because you've been in the locker rooms, Dave. To be a big guy, and I've done it too. You got a juice. You got to juice to be a big guy in the business. It ain't, I don't give a shit how much weight you're lifting in the gym. If you ain't juicing, you ain't getting no muscle. And I juiced maybe the first three years of the business.
0: Mm.
1: That, that picture right there that you got there is, is quite possibly the biggest I had ever been in in the business. I was two about 210 right there. So that's that's just straight juice. You 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 yeah, have I, to, you have to juice in the business. Yeah, I, mean, I heard the stories imagine. of, of uh, when I was up there
0: at the school about uh, one of the smaller guys <clears throat> juicing. I'm like, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, for what? It's not even. It's okay. He might be taking a shot in the ass, but it's not like he's lifting the weights. It's not
1: even showing. Yeah. So if, if why you, is he even doing it? Yeah, if you're not if you're not putting in the work. From doing it, you shouldn't do it. I can't I couldn't call myself Flex Wheeler and come in there looking like a, a noodle, you know, okay. a, a yeah. spaghetti. I couldn't and that was my gimmick. My gimmick name yeah. comes from a long a, a, yeah. another yeah. another yeah. thing. <laughs> call another, yourself another call story. yourself
0: Flex Wheeler and come in there looking uh what's the word I want to use? Bodacious. Right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we know what that is, but uh yeah. Yeah, it's brother, it brother, was, brother, brother. yeah. It's a, uh when I met Flair, I met Flair at a show. Uh matter of fact, that's another the story with you and I. Uh I was about we to bring to, that up <laughs> when we went to go go see uh and mark out on uh, Harlem Heat.
0: Yeah, we did. We did we got yeah. you you know what, folks? Yeah, we did. We we it wasn't even at a show, we nope. went and marked out on South Street in Philadelphia. Yep, at uh, Tower
1: at Tower Records. And, and, and they were doing whatever. the signing, uh, they, it, it was actually at the Philo- they were going to the Philadelphia civic center. That's actually torn down. Now it was right across the street from the, uh, children's hospital uh-huh. in, uh, Philadelphia. They tore that building down and that was the last show that was being done in that building. The WCW came to that show so Dave and I, Dave told me about it. I said, fuck it, let's go. So uh, we went down. My wife was with my ex wife, wife number two at the time. <laughs> she went with us and we went down and we met uh, uh Harlem Heat. But as they were signing, we didn't we didn't even get anything signed from. Them. We just went down to say hello to him, and uh, I shook I shook uh, Booker and they, T's hand, and they and gave they, us
0: contact information. They gave right. us,
1: and I get I gave him the worker, sh- the worker's handshake, and I said no kayfabe, and his eyes got big as shit. He was like, "Who you a worker?" I was like, "Yeah, I only do indies," and I said, "Here's my brother here with me." He he's a worker too, and we got into a nice conversation and had a picture. Yeah. They they came yeah. after they they waited. They said like wait 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 here wait here. Uh, after they finished their signing, and yeah, because
0: after that we went we we we, we went outside. Yep. They had the limo there. They had the bodyguards there. The bodyguards were trying to rush him into the limo, and they're like no no hold no, on no no, no, no no we're, we're talking you know? pictures
1: with the, yay, and well, we're gonna take well, pictures with the well, brothers
0: here yeah so 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 we got the conversation which we think these guys were like twiddling their thumbs the security guys they they really want to get these two big monsters into the limo <laughs> and to the arena and 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 they wasn't here like no 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 slow down okay. uh you know we got this we're talking to these two and you know that's it and 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 I think that was high and mighty of I, I loved it. It was it was a great time just for great. For, for great just conversation, even if it was for like five minutes we were, but it yeah. was a good conversation we had. And they, they
1: took a picture. I still had that picture to this day. Oh yeah, Dave. I
0: got I got that too.
1: And uh uh, uh Dave Dave was young. I'm gonna let you know, guys. Dave's was, Dave was very young I back was then. Probably about <clears throat> 20,
0: 21, about 20, something like that. Around 20,
1: how old are you now, Dave? 45 now. I'm I'm 10 okay. years behind. Yeah, me. you were you were 20 because I was 30. Yeah. So uh they came and said, Yo, uh where, where? Booker's like, where the party at around here, man. Where the party at? <laughs> I say, Look, I'll take you guys with me tonight. If y'all mm-hmm. want to do whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gave me all his information. He said, Look. I want you to come to the show. You come to the show. You come in the back. You call me up and let me know you there, and I'll come get you. I was like, mm-hmm. "What?" And he was and, like, "Yeah." So I rolled and, down through the show, and I,
0: and I remember you were telling me you were there. You got called back in the back, and then apparently, uh, I, I guess they were trying to check your uh, cre- cre- your credentials of yeah. who you were. You know,
1: because I didn't you know, have any. I didn't be- have anything. Because I security there. On-
0: yeah. has a list of who, who can and yep. cannot go in, yep. and uh, I guess they said, well, uh, oh, that's my cousin. That's my cousin.
1: Yep. yep. Book, <laughs> book, book was like this. That's my cousin, man. Leave him alone. You leave him alone. That's my cousin. So I was like, cousin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, oh, you're going yeah, to go he's with the, it. He's like, go ahead go, ahead, go ahead, go, 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 go. So I went to the back, and I'm in the back with Benoit, uh, Malenko, uh, Mach, Macho Man was there at that time. Uh, Flair, Lex, oh my god, mm-hmm. dude, I'm back there, and my, and I'm, I'm, I'm about to faint because you know these guys were actually walking up to me and saying, "Hey, hey, brother, how you doing?" And I would give them the worker handshake, he was like, "Oh, you're working, my man." Hey, you know, mm-hmm. and, and was talking to me. Flair walks up, he's like, "Hey, hey, what are you doing?" Woo, woo, woo. He goes <laughs> like, he's like, "I'm getting ready." Arn Anderson walked up to me. He says, "He says, uh, you ever thought about working for the WCW?" Like, no, nah, I had some friends who worked for y'all before. They say, "What?" They say they say bad things about me. They say bad things. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Quinn Nash and Adam Flash. He, was, oh yeah, I know those guys. So you know, we had great conversation. Mox, Mox didn't talk. Mox didn't want to talk. Mm-hmm. Hey, by Macho, Mox was like that. So it was like, yeah, whatever. But uh. I will never forget this, that Benoit was standing, looking out the, the at the curtain at the matches and I'm standing right, right there next to him and Benoit maybe is an inch taller than me. And he was like, He's like, oh, yo, you work for ECW? I was like, no, 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 no. I said I'm too old to be working. But he no, nah, you never too old. He was like, You're never too old to do something like that. He said, You gotta, you gotta work with guys like that so you can get up here with us. He says, Man, don't you ever say stuff like that about yourself? He says, You you go out there, you said you go check out ECW. He says, You let them know that I sent you. He he gave me a card and all of a sudden. He's like, No, nah, no, nah, you 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 can do this. He says, Don't ever say that he didn't know so I wasn't ready I didn't want the business like that I was doing yeah. corrections I didn't want the business like that so it was it was good I I had a great time that night and at the end of the night we were in the limo we went to Delilah's I took them to Delilah's they had a great night in the Delilah's the Bahama Bay I took them to Bahama Bay remember Bahama on Delaware uh-huh. Avenue I took them to Bahama Bay and Oasis yeah. Dude, there, there's a lot
0: a, of stuff that ain't there no more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they had they had a ball. Dude, he gave me his number. He says, You ever, ever need anything, you give me a call. You ever he? That's my guy. Booker is my guy for, for life. That guy can do no wrong, man, because he treated me like I was an equal. And, and I felt I, I, I will never forget that, man. I'll never forget that. Yeah. A lot a lot of the guys if uh big boss man was a cool dude he was I, cool. I,
0: I I didn't care for him too much because no. I had a bad experience when I was a kid though oh okay, I was a okay, kid okay, yeah. okay. It, 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 it was just <laughs> it was just me he probably had a bad night though, but me right. being a, a little kid running up to his right. car at the time he was a baby face. Right. Growing up his window and he's like get the fuck away from me. I'm like oh ain't he a good guy? Why is he cursing at? Like what the fuck? I'm like like well fuck you then. and I'm like so I never really liked him after that. So I was like uh, and and
1: the, and the funniest guys to ever work a show with is uh, 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 Brutus Beefcake and, and Valentine. Oh Dude, definitely. Oh my god, you talking about two of the drunk? Beef, beefcake even, even, is hilarious. even drunk. And high, and they're the drunkest and highest dudes in the ring. And I'm like, man, I ain't working with even one of them cats, (laughs) but they're cool, just cool, just cool, cool dudes, man. Uh, uh,
0: now, now we met so many guys throughout the years Mm -hmm. of of big name towns. Uh, we we met a lot of indies. Indy uh I'm not going to say stars but indie vets brothers that we can call uh close friends who are not wrestling anymore
1: either throughout you
0: like, know our time Ace, since the older Ace, that we are
1: Yeah Ace Darling uh shit uh, uh, uh Ricky Blues uh shit dude I mean if you if you you come up with some names, like Jake and 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 uh, Jake and Paul back, and Jake room. and Paul, yeah, uh, D,
0: It's it's a whole list. It's a, a whole
1: list. Yeah. Love struck. Uh, yes, I, I, I'm just, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm, a long list of dudes who's gone out of the business. Flash yeah. Wheeler. Uh, <laughs> and he went on me. the be- He went on the better things. Went on the better things. Uh, they, yeah. Just, just a, a lot of guys that that uh, I outlasted a lot of, yeah. and a lot, a lot of the guys are still still yeah. working out there, and they yeah. outlasted me. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: From 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 our time when we met at body slams with the lights of like like I said, uh, did Quinn and Adam bring you into body slams? Because I remember them being there too at the same time.
1: Uh, yes. I think Quinn brought me in because Adam and I, uh, we got along, but we didn't get along. Adam liked to. Cordial. Yeah. Well, Adam liked to keep the gimmick going. Ah. And and, uh, when we were, uh, when we worked for Deeds, he and I worked each other a lot. And I think Adam thought the rivalry between us (laughs) was real was 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 like we were supposed to be like that all the time Mm. and and i used to sit back and say dude this thing well well well
0: back then you well back then before our time before we met the whole kayfabe was a lot more tighter before where no matter what even outside of the business you were still kayfabing
1: it where Yeah, like like dude, you could you didn't go to seen. party. Nope. No, You you couldn't be seen in the same bar. Uh uh, you couldn't be seen uh just if if because I living in Philly, you ran into a lot of guys. Oh, yeah. You know, we we always ran into somebody. You might be running into them in the uh in the grocery store, you might run into them in the Wawa, whatever. You run into a guy and and instantly I used to keep the kayfabe going. I never, ever, ever dropped kayfabe for the marks. The marks would know that I didn't like a guy or if a guy was my, was, was my boy in the business or something like that. You never broke kayfabe. Uh, my character, when I knew that I was booked on a show, a week before the show, I started getting into character. People, my ex-wife would tell you, oh, that's not Tate, that's Flex Wheeler. Uh, we we looking at flex right now because I started. You you have to work it, and to me that that part of the art of the business because it's an art form, dude. You ain't gonna ever tell it, what we do it, in the it, ring it, is an it art. Once
0: form. it once was. Nah, it, the, it's
1: it can still be depends, right now.
0: I'm gonna say depends where you're at. Like if you're like in an old fashioned small town where. Where where they're not hip to the game of far as being a smart mark, where they're only constantly watching what they see on TV, but not right. knowing behind it. Then I, exceed, I agree, you know, yeah. I I it, it, it depends on the environment and what your crowd is. Who knows? You might have one smart mark and try to who tries to smarten up the rest of the crowd. Oh well, that's so and so, and uh he's friends with this guy, but right. they're, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, so, I remember cool. a match you and I, you and I did, and you just you sent it to me the other day. <laughs> that, uh, Brick, my, my my whole thing, my <laughs> whole thing was you is that like I said, I love you like a brother. You you always been there for me. You always like you never had a bad word for anybody in the business until somebody did something to you, And and. That's what it is in this business. Is you don't hold grudges because you might be working that dude. If in the old days, Dennis Carluzzo used to fucking put you with guys yeah. that he knew to hate you, or you hated them, just to get that to keep that heat going. Yeah. So you could uh, you could use it in the ring. It was it was part of the the uh, the mystique and the kayfabe. So he would he would match you up with guys. He might not even match you up with somebody that you even you mm-hmm. ever worked with before. I, I I remember working the real Big E, and uh, I like yeah. that. I <laughs> right. I
0: I, actually, I I really like working guys that never worked before because mm-hmm. you get to find out how well, you know, you
1: can work. You know? And that's uh, that's another thing I want to tell the youngins. Out there, you you greenhorns, or or you just aspiring to be in the business, or so you still in the business now? You in the business right now? You and you you just need a little bit of guidance. So I'm going to tell you something. Always carry your gear with you. If you ain't even on the show and you walk into a show, carry <laughs> your goddamn gear with you. If you're not working that show, carry I, your gear with you. It better be in the trunk of your car because you never know sir, what might happen. Sir. Now, I'm serious. Uh, what you you're know.
0: saying, what, what 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 you're saying is, Golden, I do see a lot of talent bringing their gear to shows like they learned, but my biggest thing is what I'm always preaching nowadays is bring your music, whether it be on a flash drive or whatever, that don't. Too. Don't bring oh. your phone and say, "Hey, can you can you plug it yeah. into my phone? Yeah. Hey, I got I, a YouTube link or this because what if I, I heard down? I heard
1: you it? kill a kill a, kill him uh, the other day with that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Bring your music on a flash drive. Yeah. It's just put like it the cassette. put it this way: if
1: you if you're good enough DJ, you should have music though, bro. I am. You know, I'm I'm just saying. Oh, oh no, I got <laughs> no, I got
0: extra music. I have stuff that I can. Just play and like, like. Look, you're gonna get what I got. At, uh, I tell him, "Come here. What's your gimmick? Let me see your gear. What you're wearing? What's your personality? Who are you? So I can find something to match you yeah. until you get me your stuff that you right. have.
1: You know, well, a lot of Other- these kids, today like, they don't inv- Like I said, they never invested in themselves anyway. Yeah. If if you invest in yourself, if you uh, you 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 take a chance on yourself, uh. You're gonna have everything. You're gonna have it all. You're gonna now, you're gonna put the that money to work.
0: You're now, gonna put
1: the, you're gonna speaking
0: of kids investing in themselves. Uh you play a major part in a bunch of young kids' lives. Uh, even though they were already being schooled and training and stuff like that by others, uh, you had your hands involved in with. Two companies out of the Philly area in the early and uh early, early on, late 90s, uh,
1: in the late 90s into it, the 2000s.
0: I'm, right? I'm gonna say Pennsylvania Wrestling Alliance, yep, and Grand Wrestling Alliance. GWA the, both the, gr- f- the
1: Grand Wrestling Alliance started first, and it was uh then PWA, actually, yeah, or right? Was PWA? GWA. GWA was first, okay, uh, P-W- PWA came. After we split the GWA into the PWA, because some guys wanted to work with is because it, you know one thing, it, it, there's an old saying: "Don't." Work I got to one work
0: time. one time for GWA,
1: right? I, at least that's I got a, that
0: much. That, that's because
1: <laughs> that's because Izzy Avila is the guy who, who owned it and who was a promoter, he did not like you. I was the booker. I booked you. I was yeah. the booker. Yeah. I made the matches. I gave guys their gimmicks.
0: He had, he had the chic,
1: and I went over and, and I went on
0: record and I spilled the beans. To everyone on here several times. I said, "Look, go go go! Look up Colin Rosali, Sheikh Mohan, whatever." Hey, I raised my hand. Hey, my kayfabe days are pretty much dead for me as far as working on. Hey, that that was me. People can go online and see Ray Mysterio without his mask, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, I done the gimmick. That was me. Okay, here I am. Cats out of the bag. It, it angered <laughs> me.
1: You, you, you talk about the GWA and PWA. That was like uh another. I had fun.
0: I had fun in PWA though.
1: I was thirty eight, and I told all the guys. I say I'm almost on the way out of this business. I say this uh, this is going to either make you guys uh something. Because I'm, I'm never going to be anywhere. So let me help you gain a little more. And it was a lot of ego. It was a lot of ego. Me as a booker against uh, Aviles, who's the, he was the money. He was a promoter. You can get what you want. You, you want what you want. You get what you want. But me as a booker, if I book, if I book the right people, let me cook. I'm the cook. Let me cook. I got all the ingredients. You give me the ingredients. Let me cook. But he was he was a guy who was like, "Look, I'm buying the ingredients. I pay for these ingredients, so I got to have my hand into it too." And when once one hand, when you book in, there should there can only be one mind. I can ask you, Dave, because you've been in this business a long, 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 long time. I can come to you and ask you for advice, and you can give me solid advice. But a guy who came from pro, from boxing, who yes. was fixing fights—this is a villain—he's fixing fights. Coming to professional wrestling, it's a whole different world, and he thought he knew more than the guy who had already been in the business since
0: 91. So, 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 so basically what you're saying is boxing is fake. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: going to be honest. I'm going to be
1: honest with you. Uh, when you go to, cause we, we did shows out of the, the greatest Mecca in Philadelphia. Uh, uh,